house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes, the house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this concert a little bit. Did I rush it? Felt like I rushed it. was good, I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. How's it going? Episode 148. This is going to be another college basketball breakdown episode, and at the end, we will both give you one play that we like for tomorrow's Saturday slate, which last week went very well. Uh, we both hit our plays. We went 2-0 and there, and then you had one other one, correct? Yeah. So you went 2-0 and on Saturday. I went 4-0, and a 6-0 and combined day. We absolutely dominated. Uh, but before we get to that, the golf tournament information has been released. The registration is now live. So if you are listening right now and you have plans to play in the second annual Big Easy Bets golf tournament, go to anywhere, really. Twitter, I believe you can find a link. Um, there should be information on, it, on Instagram as well as my Facebook page as well. Uh, but just reach out to us wherever and we will get you the registration link. You can sign up, find three other guys to go play with you. It's a charity golf tournament. Last year, we had a everybody had a good time. It was a tremendous success. We raised over $2,500 for the Hope House in Covington. This year, the beneficiary is going to be the New Heights Therapeutic Riding Center. Um, it's going to be a good time. Everybody's going to be out there drinking, eating good food, playing golf for a good cause. There's going to be uh, better prizes this year. Getting your name on the trophy is still up for grabs. So if you are interested, definitely reach out to us if you're unable to find the link. If you are, go and sign up. Also, go to the Big Easy Bets TV YouTube page and subscribe if you have not done so already. Like I said, we are both going to have a play for you today on this episode. And then for the remainder of our plays for Saturday Slate, it will be on the YouTube page. It'll be easy to find there. So make sure you go hit subscribe. All right. So a lot of shit happened in the, in the, since we recorded last. So March is here. We've officially entered in. Today's technically uh, March 3rd. By the time you're listening to this, it will more than likely be Saturday, March 4th. Let's see. So just since we last recorded, what upsets did we see? Indiana over Purdue. I was on that. Purdue's fallen off big time. Yeah. I mean, do you think Purdue's worthy of a... uh, like, of your three brackets for the bracket challenge that we always do, do you think Purdue would potentially find their way into being one of them? I don't know. I. It's always tricky because sometimes it can be deceptive at, like, how a team's finish in a regular season mm-hmm. and even the conference tournament sometimes. Because I remember thinking last year, I was like, oh, Kansas is – Kansas is overrated. Yeah. They shouldn't be one seed. Yeah. And then they, they you know, what yeah. happened with them. <laughs> but, yep. um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. You rolled the dice with, with you have ED. the ebbs and flows of, of a thing and maybe theirs is ebbing and then he'll do it, what it's supposed to. It's definitely possible. They have good guard play lawyer. Uh, they, they have guys that can contribute around Edie, but it's just so centered around him that if he picks up a couple early fouls, it's going to be tough. 
Uh, we saw – I was also on North Carolina. North Carolina ends up winning by eight points over Virginia. They tried to make it close there. They were dominating. Tried to make it close there towards the end. Arizona State over Arizona. This is – this was before we entered into March, and this this day specifically was really feeling uh, like vintage March madness. Arizona State, the half-court buzzer beater to beat Arizona after they missed the free throw. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. So I didn't understand it. He goes to the line. Misses the first one. So you were now, what, they were up one. And um, so he misses the first one and then makes the second one. It didn't make any sense to me. Why would you make the second one? You should intentionally miss the second one. It's 2.5 seconds left on the clock. You allowed him to inbound the ball and throw it to nearly half court, whereas if you miss it, they catch it off the rim. He probably gets one, maybe two dribbles, and then it's a three-quarter court heave. That probably doesn't go in, but they allowed they he he makes a free throw. They inbound it almost to half court, one dribble, nothing but net. It was fucking money. And then same day, Florida State hits one over Miami. They were down twenty three points at halftime, and they came back and won on a buzzer beater. And then there was a. There was another one too, but did you see last night's with uh, Minnesota? Um, yeah, that was like that was wild. What I can't... were they reviewing? Did you see that? That took. I didn't so... see the review, but I saw the replay, and I was like, I don't. They were reviewing if the clock started uh, okay. as he immediately touches the ball, but I've never seen them review that because a referee is typically looking at the clock to make sure, and they didn't blow the whistle. And then they get it. The guy makes an incredible pump fake and then one dribble. As soon as he got that wide open, I said, oh, shit. Like, I literally was like, oh, as he was shooting it, fucking wet. Nothing but net. Buzzer beater. Um, they reviewed that for 20 minutes. I was like, what are you doing? One, you're taking away the kid's moment. But two, it's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to not count the basket? Right, yeah. The only thing I could think of was maybe they put a couple – little bit of time on the clock but there's no way you take that basket off mm-hmm. off the scoreboard so i don't know that was weird but uh, yet another buzzer beater oh hunter dickinson his oh, buzzer beater was, to force yeah. overtime that That's was like, wild just just shot after shot that was it was like good god it, it felt like vintage march madness so um so, yeah, the shakeups, Virginia loses, Purdue loses, Arizona loses. That is five, six, and seven right there, I believe. Kansas holds on and beats West Virginia. West Virginia came back and tried to make that. They made that a game there late with the uh, with the full-court press. Uh, Baylor beats Texas. Tennessee does dominate South Carolina, but they lose to Kai Ziegler. You saw that? No. ACL, he's done for the year. Wow. That's huge. That's huge. Um, Gonzaga, we were both on this. Controls the game pretty pretty uh, mightily, I would say, against St. Mary's for the majority of the game, but then they kind of fell into nearly that same trap that we saw the first time they played St. Mm-hmm. Mary's. Yeah, they, they basically almost wasted away in the second half, but they pulled away there late. Uh, but so Gonzaga knocks off St. Mary's. Florida State knocks off Miami. UConn was able to dominate St. John's. But Villanova beats Creighton. 
Mississippi State beats Texas A&M. There was a lot of top 25 teams that lost, and that was just on that Saturday. So this is more of just kind of a catch-up and uh, catch up and, and kind of touch base on where we're at in the college basketball landscape. On Sunday, Maryland beat Northwestern, dominated them. And then, yeah, God, I had a couple picks that just mm, – couple were right there. Um, and, and then for the most part, that was pretty much all the, all the chaos was taken care of. Auburn nearly knocked off Alabama. I don't know if you were watching that. No, but I remember I was considering taking them. Yeah. Yeah. Or was it Arkansas? It, yeah, it was, it was the game before that. You might, yeah, you might. It was Arkansas was, um, like eight point underdogs. But so then TCU beats Texas. Texas loses again. TCU on their home court beats Texas by two points. Kansas State had a good win on the road against Oklahoma. Or no, at home against Oklahoma. Um, that Providence-Xavier game was incredibly frustrating. Providence made an incredible comeback to make it a game, mm-hmm. uh, but then couldn't do much. Ohio State beats Maryland. And then Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt ended up beating Kentucky on their home court. Let's see. Thursday. Houston's good, man. Houston's good. They 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 ended up hitting the hitting the number right on the head, 17. Uh they nearly covered, but it was it was a close game for quite a while. They were only up two at halftime. All right, so from what you've seen, have any has anything changed? in terms of who should be the favorite, who has anybody kind of marched up the leaderboard in your head on somebody we should keep an eye on going into the tournament? Um, I would still say keep an eye on Indiana, uh-huh. even though they, they lost to Iowa pretty bad. Um, when was that Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, you had the over in that one, and and Indiana nearly didn't. Honestly, I I was looking like I was watching it, and I was kind of flipping back because I was watching something else that I had. I'm not entirely sure how that over hit. I think there was a three, and then there was a technical. The technical foul was gigantic. They called on one of the coaches. I think he hits a three, and then they call a technical. So he's going to shoot a free throw, and then they get the ball. might have even been two free throws. I don't even remember. Uh, but that was like a huge – that was a minute and 30 left. Like they're about to hold the ball. So you got like a, like a seven-point swing nearly because they come back and score right after in a span of like 15 seconds. Yeah, it hit on a three, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, But, yeah, no, it was on pace for most of the game, but – Indiana just, they were down by like nine or 10 or something mm-hmm. like at halftime, and they couldn't, they never made it a game really. Yeah. But Iowa scored over 90, I think. Yeah. Or something and, and like they, that. And they'll do that too. Did you see, um, did you see Fran McCaffrey stare at the yeah. official? That was so funny, dude. And everybody's making such a big deal about it. No, I know. Cause everybody's so motherfucking soft, dude. It's so aggravating. I like Fran McCaffrey. I think he's funny. Wait, what did he do? Like, yeah. He just looked. But the at official, him. the official could have like could have made the first move too, and then that would have kind of disengaged. They, but that was a mutual agreement right there that we're just going to stare at each other until somebody breaks. All right. 
It's like, who cares? Yeah, everybody's such a baby now. Who cares? Um, UCLA confuses me. I feel like I feel like they're like if they still had Juzang, like they need a guy, like they need a go-to guy. I don't think Jaime Jaquez is a go-to guy down the stretch. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He had 26 points against Arizona State. But he just doesn't seem like that pure score that you have to have. Like Remy Martin for Kansas last year, the, yeah. the unsung hero in the national championship, that was a guy who could come. He Granted, he came off the bench, but he would come into the game and you knew. like he. I think he had 13 points in like 12 minutes, and that was why they were saying he was one of the biggest factors in that game. You need a guy that you can go to, okay, just throw him the ball, ISO, go get a bucket. <clears throat> and I don't know if UCLA has that. They have very good defense. But um, who is it, Amari Bailey? He's pretty good on paper, but, I mean, Arizona against Arizona State, he was 0-6 from the floor. He's horrible at free throws. He had seven turnovers. 0-6 from the floor with seven turnovers. That's wild. I think he's the one who played with LeBron's kid at Sierra Canyon. Um, but yeah, so we we're, we've entered into March. We've got this is really this is the last week, and then the conference tournaments are about to start for like all the major conferences, I believe, right? Yeah, this is the last weekend I think of the regular season. So we have to. Um, it ends this weekend. We got to take advantage, and then the conference tournaments are. N- a couple days of those conference tournaments are nearly just as good as the, the big tournament itself. So we have some. Well, yeah, you're going to have a, some people that steal, what are they, bids yeah, they call yeah, them? Um, yeah. Yeah. So you can get the at large bid, which is you're just good enough to get in. Or, yeah. And that's so there's a lot of those teams that are on the bubble, like Wisconsin, if they would have beat Purdue, or I guess you could still put them in that category, like Wisconsin or teams of that caliber or like on the bubble. And so they're hoping that the teams that are not in the field currently, they need them to not win the conference tournament because they'll steal somebody's on somebody that's on the bubble or the first four out yeah, or first four or last four in, they'll steal one of their spots. So that's why it, it always, it's always wild. It always gets interesting. Um, I mean, there's nothing better. There is literally nothing better than a buzzer beater to win the game. I, I, I especially like a half court heave. Like it's whenever that happens, that's like, I feel like that's the best thing in sports. Um, all right. This is going to be a very short episode. We're approaching 15 minutes. This is just a touch base on the college basketball landscape. And then we'll give you our one pick that we like. Oh, let's see. I'm trying to think what else. There's really not too much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's a ton of good games on Saturday. A lot, a lot to pick from. Um, I guess, I guess I'll go first with my play. Um, it's a 1 p.m. tip SEC matchup. Kentucky going on the road to take on Arkansas. So Arkansas, this is a different Arkansas team because they've got their best player back. 
they've got Nick Smith back, um, who's going to provide. He's knocking rust off, and he's going to provide another scoring opportunity for them. But he got shut down against Tennessee, 3 of 13 from the field, 1 of 6 from the three-point line. Still managed to get 12 points, got to the free throw line a good bit. Arkansas is on their home court, five-point favorites, and I feel like it's too many points. We are going to back the Kentucky Wildcats. They just lost to Vanderbilt on their home court in a game that they they needed and they should have got. This is a game they really they really need. Arkansas plays much better on their home court than they do on the road, like most teams, obviously, but they've lost three out of their last five. All three were road games, so they will be happy to get back on their home court, but five points feels like too many here. Kentucky showed us what they can do when when they're hitting shots and they lock in on the defensive side of the ball. They throttled Auburn 86-54. to This is a game that Kentucky needs. Five points is too many. We're going to back the Wildcats. What are you going with? I'm looking at um, Duke going to play North Carolina. North Carolina's three-point favorites at home. Duke is kind of quietly good. I mean, they're not really getting talked about. They don't have a ranking by their name. They're 13-6 and six in ACC play, and they're on a five-game win streak. They're the only team in the ACC that's undefeated at home, 16-0. and 0. But this game's on the road for Duke. Duke is Three and six on the road. UNC started this season with high expectations after last year and returning a lot of players, but they underperformed early. They are now riding a three-game win streak, and things appear to start to be clicking for them. And if you remember from last year, this is the time of the year where it started to click for them last year, and they rode that momentum all the way to the Final Four. So I'm going to lay the points at home with North Carolina. What? The biggest rivalry in college basketball. Without a doubt. One of the biggest rivalries in sports as a whole. And, yeah, they rode that momentum all the way to the championship game. So, yeah, no, I think this is eerily – it's eerily reminiscent to last season. All they don't – they just don't have Manic. Was Manic, yeah. was Manic yeah. the key guy? They are getting it together. Caleb Love's very good. R.J. Davis is very good. Baycott, they, they – I want to say when they beat Virginia, Baycott did not have a good game at all. Like, honestly, for the longest time, he just didn't even get a shot up. Yeah. He didn't really need to. They, The biggest thing for North Carolina, and I do like that pick, I would take that pick as well, you got it three, right? Yeah. I They've been hitting threes as of lately. So, in the beginning of the season, they were shooting the ball horribly. As of late, they have kind of turned it around. They found their outside shot on their home court. They're going to be juiced up. This is a big-time matchup. Duke has lit it up on their home court, but – you, when you're not in Cameron, it's a little bit more difficult. I like that pick. So so I'm taking Kentucky. Who knows if I take North Carolina too? That's not even out of the question. But I'm taking Kentucky plus five. Knicks on North Carolina minus three on the home court. Trying to think. What else? Anything else before we wrap it up? Oh, I mean, you asked me if I, this is a team that I would keep an eye on. What are their odds? Do you know? No, but I mean, just a couple last episode, we were talking about them kind of being potentially on the bubble, and then they yeah. get a big win against Virginia. Yeah. On no, a yeah. three game win streak. I mean, this would be a, another huge win going into the conference tournament. Yeah, we really, I had such a good, that's why I texted, I texted you last week. I had such a good feeling about that Saturday. It was so weird. Like, I, I didn't have any stress for any of the games. It just felt, Every spot matched up. It was like this is the, 
it felt like we were completely on top of it. A 6-0 and clean sweep of the day. We're going to try to do it again. What uh, Do you remember when we were watching the tournament last year and North Carolina was down at halftime to Baylor? They were down big. We were watching in the living room. Joseph was over. And I said, I looked at the live bet national championship odds. And it was like, uh, it was so much. It was like 160 to one. And I was like, part of me was like, I should take it. Mm. I so should have. I should have. Ta- I should have taken it. I, I that still kind of eats me up. I was thinking about that the other day. No, I think North Carolina. We might see them go on a run. This game's going to tell a lot. If they if they dominate Duke, I think they're poised to make a run through the ACC tournament because the ACC conference as a whole is weak. It's not what it was. It's not. It's not the typical ACC that is yeah, uh, has yeah, multiple yeah. contenders. So. I think it's definitely a good opportunity for North Carolina to kind of assert themselves and go on a little bit of a run. Um, Hang on, I'm gonna find it. Oh, they're hundred to one. Really? Yeah. A hundred to one. They were the preseason number one. Are they like not projected in the field currently? Do they have to win the conference tournament to get in? I'm sure they're a team that's like on the bubble or last four in or something like that. A hundred to one. They must be then. Yeah. Cause a and M, like a few teams in front of them, a and M, Illinois, Iowa, a and M's got a tough game against Alabama, even so, Michigan state, 75, the one a and M Duke 65, the one Duke's got better. Odds. What? That's interesting. A hundred. I mean, they could definitely run through the ACC tournament and win it. It's yeah. not out of the question at all. Um, Virginia was considered the best team in the ACC. They just handled up on Virginia. Interesting. I would. I'd do it. I'd put some money on them at a hundred to one. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, this was going to be a short and sweet episode. We're just going to keep trying to. Uh, I mean, we're about to have a, a big enough episode with the conference tournament starting. So we'll be able to do um, a good bit there, but yeah, we're just keep, keep keeping up to date with where we're at in the college basketball landscape as we're getting closer and closer to the March madness tournament. It's the best month out of the year. It's the best sporting event that you're going to find anybody who knows us personally. If you want to get back into the bracket challenge this season, I've already had a few of y'all reach out to me. Um, The emails will be going out soon enough, but if you're interested in getting in for the first time, Reach out to me. I'll get you signed up. Last year we had, what, like 80-something people? Yeah. It was a good amount of people. It's always a good payout. It's in the couple thousands. Uh, if you win the entire bracket challenge, I won it two years ago, and then Lindsay won it last year. So try to go for three three in a row in this household. Um, but, yeah, so for me, Kentucky plus five. For Nick, North Carolina minus three. For the rest of our plays, like I said, go subscribe to the Big Easy Bets TV YouTube page. You can find the rest of our college basketball plays over there for the remainder of the season. We'll see what we can do. You got anything to say before we go? Uh, see you later. Episode 148 is in the books. We will be back soon enough. Y- y'all have a good one. The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless... Perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it.